Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. You know, normally we um, we wait to bring on the VIP guests, but I just have to jump right in. I am so taken by how ridiculously breathtaking you are in this episode. Thank you so much. I'm not going to lie, Donald. I texted her while I was watching it and said... <laughs> You know, I don't mean to keep be it super- classic. Keep it, keep it classy. I know. Now. I'm not going to get in trouble with Bill. I just want to say I am not to be superficial and just talk about looks. She's also a very, very, very funny woman. But yes. holy yeah. crap, are you beautiful in this episode? And I can say that because you're being sexual and luring Johnny C into the bedroom. So I'm allowed to comment on that, Donald. But she's doing it in such a. That's the way it's supposed to be when you're booty calling with your ex, right? Right. She just comes over, she says, yo, let's do this. And you say, yeah, let's do this. And then that's it. That's the rule. <laughs> then I, I, by the way, Krista, <laughs> I used to say that all the time to, to Casey when I would have her come over at like, you know, 1030 at night. Them's the rules of the booty call, baby. <laughs> yeah. I used to say that shit to her all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Krista, I love how in control uh, Jordan is. She just, she just, and I think it's a good, I mean, not that we were the first show to ever do this, but I think it was a good message for women. It was kind of like, hey, you can be, uh, if you want sex, like, no shame. Go get yours. Go be in charge of the booty call. Go get yours. Make it happen. Make make it happen for yourself. I always tell my friends this on a different note. You know, know how to make it happen for yourself and follow through. Yeah. You, and you why really- are you taking shit off anyone? Yeah, and and Jordan um, was like, you know, I don't want to hear you talk. Like, just shut up. <laughs> Take your fucking clothes off. First of all, how are you? Sorry, how I, are you? I got excited. I, I was just watching Donald, the episode, and I got excited. I miss you, and I miss it was so too. sweet to hear 
from you guys for my birthday. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. No doubt. How's your quarantining going? You know, it's my wet dream to be quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) There's people like Krista I know. I'm sure if you're listening, you know, who like, wait, you're telling me I don't have to leave the house and no one will give me shit? (laughs) I mean, you know, it's it's not as easy for uh, your friend Bill Lawrence who wants to be around people all the time. Yeah. You know, does he tell you that I put him downstairs? Yeah, tell us about that. He he told us that you said that's your office. What's that story? Well, I anticipated that quarantine would be a disaster for our marriage and we would ultimately end up divorced if there weren't s- certain rules followed. <laughs> um, and because Bill left to his own devices, would follow me around the house all day, want to see yeah. what I'm doing, yeah. you know, um, feign interest in things he wasn't interested in. And so... <laughs> I put him. I put a desk in our downstairs guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. I set it all up. Made sure there was a big TV in there. I set it up as a little pied a terre, mm-hmm. like one might have a little studio apartment in New York. Yeah, and he is. He can come out for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's so. By the way, Bill is so afraid of Krista. This is a funny thing that Donald and I have witnessed. Like when we did this show for nine years, Bill was the boss and he was the big brother, and he could be scary at times. And then the second he was around Krista, it automatically switched, and he was like, "Yes, Krista, yes, Krista." <laughs> and Bill was like, "This isn't a joke." Bill's like, "No, no, I have to go to the office." I'm like, "What do you mean we're in quarantine?" He's like, "No, no, Krista made an office for me, and I have to go." There. <laughs> It's it's very much it's very much like uh, Cox and Jordan know. Like yes. I've never seen Cox slump his shoulders like that, like in defeat, like he does at the end of the episode. Sad body, I know. Yes, yeah, sad, sad body. body. Right, you never see that in the show. But <laughs> here comes Jordan, and he's like, Arr. and Bill walks around, and his chest is all out, and Krista comes around, and he sinks down. Like, okay, you got it. He submits. I think that's very healthy for your relationship. I'm sure you do too, Krista. But like a guy, I mean, talk about that because I think a guy like Bill, and I know other men and probably women and vice versa like this, when they're at work, they're kind of the boss, they're the alpha, and they come home and they need the yin-yang of someone to be like, no, you're not the fucking boss anymore, okay? There's yeah. your room. Go to your room. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't work for you. But... <laughs> I- <laughs> But I will say this at work, because I think Bill is so talented at his job and he his takes on jokes and h- how they should be done is is so spot on. He also has the quality, as you guys know, is that if you say, I want to try it this way, he'll say, try it. If your way's better, he'll say, you're right. Your way's better. So I have a lot of trust in him. So at work, actually, I was quite. I, you guys didn't notice it, but that for me was deferential to Bill. <laughs> you could no, tell. I, know. I saw it when you switched to work yeah. mode. You were always like, "Hey, um, can I try it this way?" Or you know, you you, yeah. you totally switch. But I just love because I'm so close with you guys and have spent so much time with you at your home. It's it was always fun for me. I mean, now we're all best friends. But back in the day when I didn't know you as well, it was always so f- much fun for me to see <laughs> Bill under Krista's. <laughs> thumb <laughs> wait zach has witnessed you i don't know if you want to talk about it now the stop hug oh i want to donald's never se- the donald so, hasn't oh, you seen have it. to tell it. bill is so <laughs> pussy whipped 
If I can say that, Krista, I hope it's, it's not, not too jarring. Um, <laughs> Bill, well, they go on to Howard Stern all the time, these two, and you talk. You can so, say pussy so, whip. So everything is going to be tame compared to what these two talk about on Howard Stern together. But I, Bill is so pussy whipped. But Krista, you tell the story. But I feel it's it's so adorable, and I my heart goes out for him. But no, Krista, but tell you him. you were on my side by the end of the summer. N- so, no, I never wait, was. Yeah. I love you, but I, I felt the, the guy just the guy just the guy just wants to hug his wife. <laughs> the poor guy just wants to hug his wife. All right, maybe I'll, I'll have Donald. So Donald, <laughs> what happens is I am uh, uh, um, on my way to be doing something. I'm I'm working. I'm organizing. I'm writing. And Bill and I'll or I'll have my hands full of things. And Bill goes, "Stop hug." <laughs> and then he walks. <laughs> And he, and he needs a stop hug. And I, I, I would say to Zach, do you see? It's I don't. Wait, you're not explaining stop it. Hug. Stop hug. Stop hug meant that she would have to put her things down no matter what was happening and give yeah. him a long, tight embrace. And Krista, we were staying in, in uh, on Long Island together, and Krista's like, "No, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not stop hugging right now." I'd be, we'd be out at the boat, and I'm, I'm you know, tying up the boat or trying to get the anchor up and Bill would be like, stop, hug. No, no. It's so fun for Donald and I because, I mean, when I... It's he didn't hug us. Do you know how long it took for him to I hug know. us? He couldn't even hug us. We had to. Now he's a hugger. We, we right. it took it took a decade, but we turned him into a, a male on male hugger. But in the beginning, he'd be like, "High five. Like, no, no, we're huggers. <laughs> Hit you on. He would tap you on the shoulder. Hey, buddy. Yeah, oh. tap. <laughs> hey, buddy. No, he would. He will say now. I'm not speaking out of school that he would like to have an adult baby Bjorn for me to <laughs> climb into. <laughs> <laughs> wear me around the house during quarantine. That's why I had to get him an office. <laughs> but by the way, I have Listen, to say, there are I would so like many, that. That sounds amazing. It's there horrible. are so many husbands and wives. How long have you been married? 20 years. There are so many husbands and wives who are so over each other, sadly, after 20 years. And Bill is so incredibly in love with you. I mean, it has not turned down one cell from your from the day you met. And, and I think that's so sweet. So my heart always goes out to him sometimes when you're like, Bill, go to your fucking office. No stop hugs. <laughs> right, but Zach, you have he to remember to, that. Yeah. No, I love him so much. He gets plenty of sex. He gets plenty of cuddles. Enough's right. enough. I mean, right. you, you feel sorry for someone who gets a lot of things. Gets a lot of attention. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, listen. No. I, Wait, we I, forgot I, to sing, by the way. Donald, I was about to say. I was about yeah. to say. That's a great way to start the show. Yeah, right Bill gets. Bill Lawrence gets plenty of sex. Everybody, five, six, seven, eight. About a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. Krista, we got to go back to the beginning. Uh, now that we've sung ourselves All in, right. tell so, us, see, Donald. No, Donald, I'm going to lead this. I was going to, okay, go ahead, man. Go I ahead. I know you're ahead. excited. But I, I had am to turn, excited. I was told to turn the gain down on my mic. I was so excited by right Dan. On, right on, right Dan on, right had on. an intervention and said, turn down your mic. You're too giddy. Krista, tell us, we're going to go way back to the beginning. Whenever we yeah. have us, us, our, our co-stars on, we like to start at the beginning. Uh, even before you met Bill, you 
were in New York, you grew up in Manhattan, and tell us about being going from modeling to acting, like that section of your life where it was working as a model and then into Drew Carey. Well, I always, um, I went to acting class at night in high school. I went to American Academy of Dramatic Arts and then the Neighborhood Playhouse and I would ride my bike. I had a 10-speed bike in New York. Um, I would go to school and then I would play in some varsity sport that I was in, like basketball or volleyball. And then I would ride my bike down to um, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and take acting classes. I always wanted to be an actor and modeling was just a way to make money. Mm. And uh, I originally came out here because I got an audition for a league of their own. Oh, uh, when, when David Ansbaugh was first directing it. And in, when the, he was doing it, you had to pass and they knew I was, you had to be a real baseball player. So you had to go down with one of the, um, the head coach for, one of the baseball teams for like this three hour baseball audition before you were even allowed to read. Mm. And so I did that. I got the part. David Anspot ultimately got fired from the movie and Penny Marshall took over. And um, I ended up dating him and, uh, but staying out here and starting with that, you know, doing acting. Right. And what happened is, is I got a episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That was your first job? <laughs> no, it wasn't my first job, but I, it was one of the first few ones. And it was so fun. Will Smith would, he did this, first of all, there's loud music playing. Anytime they cut, loud music would be playing on stage. He was so lovely. And he would do these speed throughs with everybody and just... It was such a fun thing. And I thought, why am I doing the this drama? Painful memories of childhood. I don't want to do it. And that was what got me started to want to do comedy. Well, and wow. also you're funny. And I think that one thing that Hollywood really embraces, you know, there's 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 plenty of pretty people, but a pretty person who can be hilarious like you can be, it was no doubt that you were going to have a big career. Well, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna say later on in the conversation, but I think I want to say it now. We, uh, like, we we watched this back, we watched this show back, and it's been such a long time since we've seen the show that we uh, tend to forget a lot of things. And one thing that I forgot was how funny you are, Krista. Like every one of your jokes lands every time, and the sarcasm and the sass it all shines through. And so when I'm watching these episodes. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, of course they get back together. They mirror each other so well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, John C.'s character's put into the show to be, you know, this sarcastic mentor for J.D. It's only right that he has a sarcastic wife, you know, or ex-wife or love interest on the show. And so when 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 watching this, it's like, it's like you guys are playing tennis, you know what I mean? And he's hitting it to you, and you're spiking it back. And yeah. he's like, oh, shit, let me <laughs> yeah. spike it back. You know what I mean? It's so great to watch. It's and a lot it's, like it's, the banter of Bill and Krista. I mean, they they do that sparring back and forth and the sarcasm back and forth and um, and can be quite 
biting. I, I once said to them, did you guys meet at mean camp? <laughs> <laughs> Donald, that's so sweet of you to say thank you. You know, when I watch, uh, my boys have been watching, going through and watching Scrubs, all the episodes, all anytime I go in the kitchen, I'll watch. And I think, see how good you guys are. And you see how like every show you guys get more and more in the groove, better. And, and, and uh, Donald, your physical um, comedy is so strong and you allow it. You know, I think it was maybe because it was in a hospital and everyone was there together. It was like this very safe place to like kind of bring your A game. Right. That's what I felt on that show. You would step in and also that you would want to be friends with everybody. Um, you know, from the crew to the cat to everyone that was there, but you just step in and you're in a safe place to yeah. do that. That's you so know true. That- the show would not have worked at all if there wasn't this environment of there's no wrong answer. Right. You know, actors can, we're so neurotic. You can get in your head and go, oh, I'm not making everyone laugh or oh, I don't want to do that because it's, if it's, they don't laugh, I'll feel stupid. Bill and the crew and everyone and, and us, we created this environment where like, go nuts. Like there is no wrong answer. Like if you, if you go too far, don't worry, we'll choose a take that, that's, that isn't as broad, but like, it gave all of us the freedom to just fucking go for it. Right. Well, and, and doing and doing this rewatch right now, it's really what's really fun to watch is how when we first started, how tight we all were. You yeah. know what I mean? We were all so tight. And now we're starting we're what is this? Episode one what? Uh seventeen? Eighteen? Eighteen? One eighteen. We're all starting to really loosen up now. You know what I mean? And everybody's starting to spread out. And you can feel that the nervous energy is gone. And we're starting to play on camera. And yeah. uh, yeah. But my point point was, when you came in, you were already there. You were already already ready to play. And I think that has a lot to do with you doing Drew Carey at the time and being on television for what? It was like seven years at this point? Eight years at this point? Yeah. Well, also because it's a live audience. So you're, you're used to it, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I was tight because I wasn't um, used to the medium of single camera comedy, which is different, you know, than doing a sitcom. But I remember Bill said to me, and it might've been on this episode, he said, you know, when it's not your coverage, and I don't know if you want to explain, you know, when the, the camera's not on you, you're doing broad, funny, crazy things. And I want you to do at least two of those takes when it's when the camera's on you. Right. And I was like, oh, I am having a disconnect. I'm so much freer and looser yeah. when the camera's you're not on gen- me. You're doing genius shit off camera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing genius shit off camera. You might want to... Yeah. You might want to meld the two. So Donald, Donald just brought. Just talk about Drew for a second because it was a big chunk of your life. You're one of the. You're one of the lucky actors uh, in in the in the world of Hollywood that can go from one successful show to another. We we talked about how Neil Flynn did that after Scrubs. He then went and starred on on The Middle for forever. Yeah, eleven um, years or some shit like that. Yeah. So what was the obviously. Just reminding audience that don't know the difference, um, sitcoms are, are filmed like a play. They're done in front of a live audience. That's why you hear the laughs. And, um, you know, they set up four or five cameras and they and they shoot it like a play and they cut in between them. Whereas when we shoot Scrubs, there's no audience. We're shooting it like a movie with, with, with uh, one angle at a time or two angles at a time. So talk a little bit about Drew, uh, uh, Krista, and, and, and what that experience was like. And, and again, 
transitioning to scrubs from that? You know, it was so unusual. I mean, you know this, that you're not working and then you, you're you all of a sudden you're on a show. <laughs> you know, it was just, and doing 26 episodes and you're on this big show. And I had so much fun and it was also a great learning experience because it is it was so um, foreign to me that particular medium of doing it like that. Because you realize, you know, when you're doing a sitcom, the audience, and we've all done them, the audience becomes on show night another character mm. in the scene. And so it's really about listening and being able to change your jokes and not being married to a joke that you might have done funny in a table read or sometime during the week. It's really about listening and being organic. Because if you're not, you're going to get stuck. It's just everything's going to be flat. They also so, give you such a high, though, don't they? Like when, when I oh, do a- I, you could never go to sleep. I, I, I would come home. I would take a bath. I would do I, you have to do everything. Talk about booty calls. After show night. <laughs> show night. What you doing? What yeah. you doing? Well, I just what? finished the show. I just I'm on my way. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't go to sleep. Yeah. I remember yeah. I did I did the X's for f- f- uh, three, four years after Scrubs. And... Uh, I remember show nights were the hardest nights to go to sleep. Every other night you could pass out, no problem. But you're just so high from doing the show. And, you know, uh, and it's hard to come down, when, especially when the show felt like it went good. And like you said, the audience gives you all of this energy. And you could be tired going into the show. But then after you're like, dude, where are we going? What are we doing? No, I, I have a good, I can, I can mix Drew Carey and Scrubs uh, in a story. So Drew got into improv, yeah, which I think is the work of the devil. And I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like doing improv, and I don't like watching improv. So Drew wanted to do these, epi- and Brian did improv, and you know, blah blah blah. So he wanted to do these episodes live, one a year on Drew. That would be a live episode already, which would be nerve wracking because it's live. And then secondly, have it be improv. So. While you were doing the show, you, they would press a button and then you would have to change the line. Oh, huh. my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> I was, uh, I was That's like. That's nerve wracking. I'm getting yeah. anxious hearing about it. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that noise because I don't, I'm not a writer. I don't want to do it. So this became the most fun thing ever that we would go. We would. I would take my script into the Scrubs writer's room because it started when, when we were at Scrubs. And every line I had, all the Scrubs writers, and it would they would we would stop for the day, and they would <laughs> write, they would write all the uh, alt jokes that were really <laughs> funny. Like there are no better writers ever than this that Scrubs writers right. room, right. right? So they're writing the funniest alt jokes, but Drew didn't know, and so then on show night, and I remember this one particular night all the Scrubs writers came and they were sitting with Bill and they're all excited because they know the button's going to be pressed and I'm going to say one of their jokes that I've memorized. (laughs) So it's not anything improv about it. You have to watch. I'm going to have to send you this one show because you'll die laughing. So I am doing it and Drew's getting so mad that he keeps pressing the button. 
for me to do. But I have locked and loaded. Yeah, he got like <laughs> the whole jokes. writer's room, right? <laughs> I got I got so many locked and loaded that I had an applause break on my jokes and Drew had a fit. He was so mad. He was like, but that's not really improv. I'm like, but I'm I don't do improv. So what difference does it make? And I sold it to you. You know how you can sell improv? Like, you're looking like you're yeah, I'm trying together. to think of something. <laughs> you do the little shit. Oh, look up. Yeah. yeah. You got to sell it to the audience. You got to sell up with it. it. Yeah. What episode is this? Because maybe our yeah, listeners want to go yeah, back. Your listeners are going to want to check this. I know. I will. I have well, to find out. I'm sure okay. if they Google uh, Drew Carey improvisational episodes, they'll find it. Yeah. Well, and so did Drew know that, I mean, he must have known that Bill was, because he well, knew Bill was he, a famous TV writer. So, Well, yeah. Well, he knew when he saw all the, and also, you know, when writers hear their own jokes, they're hysterical. Right. Yeah. They go crazy. So, right. So I'd already sold it by looking up like I'm just coming. And then that would, then it would be this huge laugh, which I would have never gotten because I'm not that funny on my feet live. I'm here and, to tell you, well, okay, I've seen you live before well, and you're wonderful. Donald, I love you. Thank you. So, yeah, they were all hysterical, like just more hysterical than normal people. So Drew just knew, he just knew it was all the scrubs writers, and I had memorized 100 Drew, jokes. Drew looks up and he's like, why is the entire scrubs writers room here at, a, at, a, at, an, improv, at an improv taping of Drew Carey? <laughs> Yeah, why are all the writers here? I've never really. I've, I've done a guest on on Donald's uh, sitcom, and I and we did our Scrubs one, but I've never really had a, a, a role on one. And um, what I always love is going and standing next to people like Bill, because when a joke, for those of you who don't know, when a joke doesn't work or, or it doesn't get a big laugh, then all the writers sort of huddle up on a non on a traditional one, not on the improv one like like Chris is talking about, and then they kind of come up with a better or an alt joke. And I've had times where it's so much fun where I'll whisper in Bill's ear like a, a joke pitch. And then some actor I've never met before says the line, gets a huge laugh, and I'm just like celebrating. Like, well, that was more fun than anything I've ever done. But didn't you used to do that a lot, Zach? Come into yeah. Undateable and be – Bill always used to say, I'm wanting Zach to come down yeah, to I did it on jokes. Undateable. I did it on some of his other ones. And I would come on show night just for that fun because I love pitching jokes. And when yours gets on and it gets a laugh, and especially when I've never even met the person saying it and they, get, <laughs> and they kill, I'm like, that felt good. It's like broadcast news. Remember when, he, when Albert Brooks uh, – calls Holly Hunter and he says, I, I say it here, it comes out there. And it yeah. was just like whispering it into Bill's ear and then all of a sudden some random, not random, but a sh an actor on the show I'd never met says it. Uh, it was a good feeling. Yeah, well, when you came on the X's, I remember that happened too. Like they had a whole different idea for what they wanted you to do and you were like, no, you know, guys, don't you think it would be funny if I came in and I just wanted to fuck Beish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny I, episode, I, man. I try and always balance. I don't want to be the guy who's like trying to write too many of my jokes. But if there's, if they give me a little bit of rope, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to change the character now. My character wants to have sex with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, I remember, I remember being like, holy cow, dude, we're actually going to make an entire episode about how Zach Braff's character wants to bang David Allen Bache. And it yeah. all came from you going up to the creator of that show saying, dude, yeah, that's funny, but wouldn't it be funnier if yeah, I tried be, to fuck this dude? Yeah, wouldn't it be way funnier if I was trying to bang one of the leads of the show? It was great. It's a good episode. Yeah. 
Great guys, episode. check that out. Check out me guest starring on the X's with the legendary Donald Faison. So, um, wait, Krista, talk a little bit. We're going to get into the show, but we just have, I, I feel like we could do an hour and a half. We could do an hour just questions. on asking questions, right? Thank yes. you. I want to know about uh, you meeting Bill Lawrence. Um, well, I wanted to know that too. How about, I, I want to know how, I do mean, I've heard, ver- I've heard versions of this, but I want he. I've he, never heard this before. Listen, the guy was a swinging bachelor in Manhattan. He had a hit show, uh, Spin City. They didn't shoot a lot of shows in New York at the time. And so Bill was a big deal. And he was feeling himself. I think he had bleach blonde hair for a while. And uh, I want to know, how was his game? How did he hit on you? How did he land a beautiful, talented woman like you? Well, do you want to hear the weirdest thing? Is that, you know, Bill was married before. Yeah. And his ex-wife had one line on Drew Carey as a bartender when we first started the show. And I remember that she had the most beautiful engagement ring on. And then one day, this very handsome man came to visit her and I was like, I couldn't understand it that she had this handsome husband and (laughs) I was just like full career. You know, I was so far away from, I was only booty calls. I was just like on the career thing anyway. And that was Bill and that was his ex-wife, but I didn't know it then. So I was, went to New York, you know, they do the upfronts in New York where they announce yeah. all the shows. And yeah, we've told, that's what we've told the famous story of Donald nugging Jeff Zucker to the people. Right. Yeah. So we, I went to go to the upfronts and I was dating someone at the time who had some beef with ABC, an actor, but he flew with me to the upfronts and then he didn't want to, oh, <laughs> and then I happened to go on Howard Stern with Drew Carey, and they made fun of this actor uh, on on Howard Stern. And th- at that time with Howard Stern, they had the, um, it was on E, so you yeah. were also on camera. And what right. they did is put up a picture of this actor oh, that I was dating. Rough. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. That's horrible. But also, I was, now I'm on Howard, who's, Howard supersedes everybody, so I was laughing Right. And they bring the picture and then they cut to me and Drew is laughing so hard that he's pounding. He has when he laughs really hard, he gets this high pitched laugh, which is so contagious. He's pounding the desk and I'm laughing. I came home and the this particular actor was nowhere to be found. <laughs> he was on the oh plane back God. to L.A. Oh, my Teddy. God. But I mean, in his defense, can you imagine <laughs> your, your your girlfriend's on Howard Stern and they're all making fun of you? Well, rough. he yeah. had made a bad choice but in career but uh, anyway okay <laughs> so he declined that night to come with me to the abc party <laughs> i'm not right and that decision I'm not going. and that I'm decision not going. and that decision changed the course of his life and your life forever yep so and i remember it was pouring rain i was like and they only, they started late and uh jamie tarsis was throwing it my friend jamie tarsis because she was the president of abc at the time and i had to go down to this party at the Mercer Hotel by myself. and Which is a when I, horrible mistake on this boyfriend's part. So you don't leave your your, your beautiful uh, girlfriend to go to a fancy party alone because you're pouting. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. Recipe for disaster. This is like also, a Katherine Heigl movie plot. I mean, I've seen this movie. Yeah, so I walk in, it gets better, and this actor's friend was friends with Alan Ruck. I knew Alan Ruck because of this actor boyfriend that I had. Mm -hmm. And Alan Ruck stood up and said, 
Krista, hi, come meet everybody on my show. So and Alan Ruck was one of the stars of Spin City. Yes, um, he was also one of his, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right, uh, a very funny actor, lovely man. So I walked over to the their section, Spin City section, and Bill Lawrence stood up in a really cute suit right away and said, "Hi, nice to meet you." And my First thing is, I was like, what am I doing with this stupid actor when there's people like this in the world? There's guys like this that are so cute. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and also, yes, Bill. Like, Did he ask what? for a stop hug? Did he ask for a stop hug? <laughs> no, but so I ended up, I think, just hanging with them the whole time. And then Bill said, I just bought this loft. Do you want to go see it? Now, I had grown up in New York and I was like, by the way, there's loft. no more power move in the world than do you yep. want to come see this loft? I just bought a, bought a new loft. Do you want to see it? And I, of course, was like, a loft? Sure. <laughs> like I had never seen one. What's that? What's that? A loft? But this is where it went bad a little. So we go to his uh, go to his apartment, and there was a girl that came over. It was like six of us. And I said to her, uh, I didn't, unbeknownst to me, she had a crush on him. And I said to her, who's this Bill Lawrence? He's pretty cute. And she said, oh, he's a player. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so, and then when we went up, because we went up to his apartment, and because it was the upfronts, he had had a party in his loft the night before. So there was like cigarettes, and it was just, he had had a whole party where his boo. And I thought, oh, oh, he's just a player. He's trying to get on, you know, forget it. And when I was leaving, Bill said, can I get your number? Can I call you? And I was like, if you can find me, you can call me, which he did. And that was in May. And then we didn't start dating until um, because he was in New York and I was in in L.A. We spoke on the phone and then Thanksgiving, I was back in New York and I was walking by his apartment. and I thought, I wonder how that cute Bill Lawrence is. And I called him and he didn't call me back, but he called me back two days later. And he was he was in um, Jamaica, but I didn't know this. And he called me back and said, uh, you better be single. And I said, I am. And he said, okay, Whoa! I'm going to fly out on Saturday and take you to dinner. Wow. Yeah! Bill Lawrence. Bill. What, what Don, Bill. Donald and I never got to witness. We love this guy. He's so important to us. And we never got to see the legendary single version of him. We've heard tales. But um, what a what a good technique. I'm going to fly out to take you on a date, Donald, right? That, yeah. Listen, man. If I had the bucks... That's exactly what I would do, too. (laughs) On that note, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Krista Miller. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. 
And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix... Better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Should we get into the episode, you guys? I think we should at some point. I, I, you know, I would, I wouldn't. I mean, I could literally do a full show just on Krista Miller, but I love you guys. You're making my my year. Well, I, I I think you're a great guest, and Krista, you have a lot of uh, things that we wanted to talk about. One, yeah. Because you have uh, are the creator of the show that we both became very famous on. You have his heart. We yeah. love to hear insight about him yeah. and how you guys met and everything like that. And so forgive us. Wait, but especially, I, I, things, I, especially things that are mildly embarrassing, like stop. Yeah, like, like you know. wait. But is the funniest? Should we have you told this story yet on this? That how Bill used to say to you guys, Krista didn't like. Oh no, I haven't told that story. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> you know. I Donald. ran that joke by Kristen. She was like, "It's not." The director funny. first, does, you know, the director first does a cut of the episode, and then I would show it to Bill, and I and I choose a let's say a particular joke that maybe was improv or something, and that I thought was hilarious, and and I'd put it in my cut, and Bill would be like, and then I'd see Bill's cut, and, and as the director, I'd be like, "Oh, why did you take out that moment? That was so funny. Why did you do that?" And he'd go, 
what are you talking about? I No one understands that joke. And I'd be like, really? I mean, we were all cracking up in the edit room. And he'd go, yeah, I showed it to Krista. And she was like, what the hell was that joke? She didn't understand it. So then understand I'd, it. Then, I, then I'd see Krista and I'd be like, Krista, you didn't think that joke was funny? And she'd be like, Zach, do you really think that I'm watching rough cuts of <laughs> In what world? <laughs> he was such a fucking liar. Yeah, dude. But he would yeah. do that also with the music, too. Like, I remember him telling, you came up to me one time and said, this song would work perfectly here. Why can't you I, you let me do this one song here perfectly? I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. I yeah. don't even know. You, you have no idea how often, I'm sure not just with me, but with all the entire staff, how often you were used as bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> You, were, you, understand like, it. you know, I, I just showed it to Krista and she just didn't like it and uh, she didn't get it or she didn't like it. She didn't get it. She she hated it. And then everybody would drop it right there and there. It would be like, oh, OK. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, how can you, you know, Krista didn't like it. What are we going to do? <laughs> he, he did that. He did that all the time. Another funny Bill thing, the, a technique that, that I've since stolen that a couple of one for you aspiring directors out there. It's considered bad form for a director to uh, tell an actor how to say a line. It's called giving them a line reading. And and it's, you, you're supposed to use your skills and your communication and your articulation to, get, to steer them to say the line the way you want to say it. But sometimes they're just not doing it the way you envisioned or the writer envisioned, and it can be frustrating. And Bill had a way around it where he would go, um, he'd go, <laughs> um, you know, he would say, let's say to a, a guest star I'll make up named Tim. He'd go, Tim... You know, at the table read, you did it so funny. You had me <laughs> laughing so hard. You did it just like this. You were like, we got to get out of here and whatever. And the guy, the actor would be like, I did? That is that is funny. I did it like that. And he'd be like, yeah, that's what you did at the table read. And it was hilarious. And the actor's ego is all glowing and like, okay, I'll do it just like that. And the actor had never done it like that. <laughs> Bill totally made that shit up. Right, Krista? Oh, he does it all the time. But I also love that. That we all got because when we and when everyone started on Scrubs, you'd be like, I don't, I, you can't give me line ratings. That's not what you're supposed to do. And then by season three, everyone's like, Bill, just tell me how you just want me, me to say it. How do you want me to say it, dude? I'll do yeah, it. I'll do tell it. Tell me. Yeah. I I'll love it. As a director, like I love it when people do that because you're like, you're just trying to be so tactful. And if someone's just like, just tell me you want to say it, like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Another trick tick Bill would do in the same vein would go, he got it in his head that if you didn't say words, it wasn't technically giving a, a line reading. So if it was like, if the line yeah. was like, we got to get out of here and yeah. he wanted it like that, he'd be like, you, go, you know, could you do it like, da 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 da? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, well, you're just giving a line reading with noises now. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Also, Bill would get so mad. Well, he got the most mad over the first time that Zach directed. It was the first time Zach directed. And I came home like the third day and I said, Bill, oh my God, with Zach directing, it's like being on a movie set. It's, <laughs> he's so good. And his training as a, as a, you know, as an actor and, and his direct, his direction is so oh incredible. It's so amazing. It's like, and he's like, really? 
Is it, is it like being on a movie but, set when Zach is there? You have to understand that Bill and I, my relationship was so big brother, little brother. And whenever Krista, I mean, I mean, I, the compliments were genuine, I think, and thank you. But whenever Krista would compliment me in front of Bill, I would be like, oh, God, this is, it was just like JD and Cox. I'd be like, oh, God, this is not going to be good for me. You really, you really need to stop complimenting me in front of him, please. Because <laughs> something was going to happen to me. <laughs> But you know what's funny, though? I will say this, because Bill showed me everyone's audition tapes for Scrubs. And with every single one of you, I was like, oh, well, that's the person. That's the person that has to do it. And I remember the whole Bill's, the rest of the time was finessing. And that's what he's so good at, to make sure that he got to pick. And and there was a whole math equation of how to do it, of like, I'm going to bring in these other two people you know, because I really want Donald or Zach or Zach, with everyone. Mm. And it was, um, but yeah, you most guys. People, if, you, if you don't know, um, getting your choice, even if you're the showrunner of the show, through to a network, there's a strategy to it. You can't just go in and say, I want Donald Faison and Zach Braff. Thanks, guys. Because, and Bill is, is very good at that. He's like, well, if I want Zach and Donald, I have to say this. I have to act like this. I can't be too excited about, you know, there's a whole, yep. there's a whole strategy to it. I've experienced it and, and as a director and not gotten the person I thought was clearly the best. But then you got to go shoot the pilot. And you're shooting the pilot with someone you, you think is, is good and talented, but not necessarily as, as, as good as the other person. And it's, you know, you only, you don't always get who you want, you know, and, and Bill was a really skilled at at knowing the strategy. Like, oh, if I, I'm gonna, you know, he gave us a couple extra jokes, and he would, you know, when we came in the room, you know, it's so intimidating. He would make all these jokes to make everyone already start laughing. So by the time he's like a warm up comic, by the time it's time for your audition, they're already giggling. You know? Yeah, it's but it's also interesting because sometimes on a pilot, I remember with Scrubs, sometimes on a pilot you'd go. On this part, I'll give in. I'll I'll let them choose, or you give in on that, so you can have the other people that you like. And on Scrubs, Bill wasn't willing to budge on anyone. Mm. You know, wow. he really knew who he wanted, and okay. so he had to do that with all of you guys. But it is also a good lesson in in casting, or if you're up for a role, you guys right at the beginning, because I saw the the producer sessions. You know, so it's I wasn't even watching to the network test, which where you guys were really on a roll by then. It was so clear that all of you should have those parts. You know, and it's just interesting. I wanted it so, I remember wanting it so bad. I wanted it so bad. It was like, and I've said this story before. I went up against my friends that day and uh, some friends of mine. And I remember remember being like, they don't want it as bad as I do, dude. Nobody wants it this bad. So So what was your story? Have you talked about it? Like, did you- Oh yeah, absolutely. We talked about- we, we've we've told it before, but uh, so what but, happened? You read the script. Can you tell me quickly? Yeah, I hadn't read the script. I just auditioned for. <laughs> it's me. I I just I had yeah. auditioned for. I remember auditioning for Bill and Danny Rose. That's what I really remember. Uh, for some reason, Danny Rose was in the room. He was Bill's assistant. He was Bill's assistant. Yeah, and uh, and I remember Bill laughing at everything, and so I, my confidence was through the roof. And he was like, "All right, let's meet again." You know, my agents were like, you got a callback for it. And I went in, in the callback, and it was Bill once again. And he was like, so I'm going to bring you in front of uh, the network and everything. You're going to test for this. But I just wanted to rehearse this with you so you had, so you were ready to go when we go into 
the audition. And I did, and we rehearsed it, and I went in on the audition, and I blew the audition. And never in my life has anybody ever come up to me like within the half hour that we're all there testing after everybody went in. I never had anyone come up to me after he called me out in front of everybody like, Donald, come on, come here, let me talk to you. And I remember all of them making faces like, oh shit, I guess he got the part. But I was thinking, oh shit, I'm the first one going home. And he takes me into the hallway and he says, uh, you blew the audition. You know you fucked up the audition, right? <laughs> you do know you fucked up, right? Right. It was, it was sincerely, it was clearly, it was just like Bill Duke in uh, Minister Society when he's talking to the dude at the police station. See, now you know you done fucked up now, right? And I said, I said, I did. And he said, yeah, you know, you were very big and very, you know, I need you to come in there and do it like uh, you've been doing it before. All of the stuff that you talked about, Zach, you know, you did it at the table read. You know, you did it right. at the rehearsal this way. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything that you guys just talked about. But you actually had, in, in, in this instance, he had, he, he had made you progress so far because he, you were doing what he loved. And when Bill told this story, he said, you know, he gave you some bit of direction that, and you were nervous and it made you go just to volume 11. And he was like, bro, bro, bring it down, bring it down. Bring it down. Well, yeah. You know, when somebody says, make sure you're talking to the back of the room when you're doing your stuff. So you can't yeah. tell that to Donald Faison. Don't no. tell me that. <laughs> no. Don't tell me that, man. By the way, Johnny, Johnny had a similar tale. It, it, yeah. Wait, wait. So wait, Donald, Sorry. so then you went in and, and did you kill it? I don't know if I killed it, but I definitely got the part. I'll tell you that. Like, I know that Bill, whatever they were thinking about me, Bill convinced them that I was the right person for the part. You know what I mean? And I know that because after the audition, you know, the call came in and I got it. But I remember leaving and not necessarily feeling like I got the part, even though they'd sent everybody home and Sarah and I and this other dude were there. uh, You know, we, you know, Sarah said something like, well, I guess we all got the, I guess we got the part. In my heart, I was like, I didn't get the part, dude. I kind of fucked up. And he told me I fucked up. You know what right. I mean? And then when I got, when my agent called and told me that I got the part, that's when I was like, oh, shit. He somehow made this happen. Like, if he wants it to happen for you, he's going to make it happen. And he's done it several times before. You know, there's times where, you know, I've, I've done pilots with Bill. Like, I, was, I did the pilot for Undateable. You know what I mean? He was like, Donald, come in. There's a role. I want you to do it. The network doesn't necessarily, NBC doesn't know that you're coming in. You come in and you just read with Chris D'Elia. And I was like, all right, bet. And I did it. They were like, we can't have Donald Faison, who was just on your last show, in your next show, dude. That's impossible. We can't do that. But, you know, it was great to see him. And then, you know, he did another pilot uh, called Spaced Out. And at the time, I wasn't working. And he was like, Donald, I got a role for you then. Why don't you come and, you know, play this role on Spaced Out? So like when he and I didn't have to test, I didn't have to do anything for that one. And this was a this was one of the stars of the show. And so when Bill wants it to happen, if he if he wants you to be in something, he's gonna do everything that he can to get you into that. Yeah. To, well, to get I think you it's clear he's. A, I think it's safe to say that he's a big fan of Donald Faison. I agree. I agree. He loves all you guys. I mean, I think all you guys are gonna be ha- having to work with Bill for the rest of your lives. Well, I love it. You know, I went and directed yeah. uh, his new show that he's doing with Jason Sudeikis when I was in London, and uh, I had an amazing time with working with him. I, I missed it. We we fell back into this groove of just sitting next to the monitors and pitching jokes and coming up with cool stuff, and I, I, I really I really love collaborating with him so much. All right, yeah. let's get into the episode. 
I know, but now you took us down a nostalgia lane, and I'm feeling all like, <laughs> like, like, like my heart is glowing. We've been talking for 49 minutes, and we I haven't know, talked about the I know, but we have the, the legendary yet. Krista Miller, bro. Chill out. Like I said, we could talk for days about you know, stuff. A lot with of her. people on my Instagram write, Zach, stop saying that we that you're going too long. We love it, and I that's that's fine. I just there might be other people who are like, bro, my run is an hour and a half. <laughs> Keep it to an hour and a half. Somebody, you know, somebody told me that I told you this that they didn't like me doing the Oprah voice. Yeah, but I told you said that, it to me. I, that's like someone saying they don't like, um, you know, Caddyshack. Like, shut the fuck up. It's genius. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We've got Krista Miller. Oh, good. I was hoping Krista would get her uh, her Oprah voice. Yeah, All right. it's genius. All right, so we start the episode with uh, now. JD and Elliot are friends again. That was a pretty quick um, bout of uh, of a couple not talking to each other. Right? They're just back into like being BFFs again. Well, I think after what happened in the episode where your teacher died, uh, things changed. We're two episodes out in after that, aren't we? Um, I don't know. I was just I had this first reaction after introducing the hey number one, hey number two guy. Um, uh, that like, wow, we're just bantering like we're old buddies. There's no, uh, there's no awkward, awkward blood between us. Now I remember the hey number this- one, hey number two guy. Do you remember his name? Because we hung out with that guy after work one night. Just the. Just you, me, and him. I looked it up. We did? Yeah. I don't remember. Wait, you don't on. remember. I rem- I, I and I remember that up. was the first, I remember that was one of the first people that guest starred on the show that we hung out with. His name is, uh, I don't know, how, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Eric Saet, S-A-I-E-T. And he did a fantastic job, by the way, with a tricky part. I think, you know, it's it can be very cringy if someone is playing a, a handicapped person and doing it in, in an awkward or disrespectful way. I remember thinking at the time, this is tricky. Uh, you want to do justice to someone who's mentally handicapped, but also this guy has jokes. Um, th- and uh, and and I remember thinking even at the time, and even watching it now, that he did a really really good job. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what that story is from? No, I do remember that it was some some real life story. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I do. So don't sit uh, too far away from your mic, though, darling. Sorry, sorry, Bubba. Um. Uh, Bill was married before and his, when he went to meet his, um, new wife's family, his new wife had an older brother who had special needs Mm -hmm. and his name was Bill. And he was so bummed that Bill was coming in and that there were two bills. He didn't want to talk to Bill. It was whole thing. And Bill said to him, how about you'll be bill number one because you're the main and I'll, I'll just be bill number two. Yeah. And Bill said, which was great. He thought he was the hero. It was fabulous. He goes, but then from then on, every eight seconds, <laughs> <laughs> hey, number one. And Bill would say, hey, hey, number two. Yeah, eventually it's like, hey, hey, no, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, number, <laughs> hey, number two. But it's so sweet. At the, I don't know if, how you get, but at the end when you make up with them, it, it's so sweet yeah, when you go in. It's very sweet, and 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 again, I think he did a. I I I would be. I wouldn't want to do that part because I were. I would just be in my head that I wouldn't do it justice, and I thought right. that Eric Eric did a great job. Um, at fifty eight seconds, a couple things. Not only is there another janitor, which you in the background, which you very. I rarely saw that. Have, I, I saw that. Not not only that, he's in a different color uniform. He's wearing. It's beige. tan. Yeah, it's tan. And did you notice that he's sweeping the air? 
I did not notice them swooping. <laughs> not very often, for those of you who don't know, when background performers are doing their thing, they don't want them to make any noise, which can be tricky if you if you're if you're tasked with sweeping. Did did you see this or did you get this from Scrubs Wiki? No, I got I got some other good stuff from Scrubs Wiki, but this dude, if you stop, if everyone wants to appreciate this at 58 seconds, this gentleman is sweeping the air. Maybe the air was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know uh, I didn't know what was going on with that guy. He uh, I don't know who put him in bait. We, we, we're, we're, if we know one thing, we know that the janitorial staff wears gray. Gray. <laughs> gray. I wonder how that happened. I wonder if they were like, we don't have we we don't have Neil today, and we need somebody in the background sweeping. Like we, who whose idea was it? Because Neil's always dressed up as the janitor in the show, when- and you never and you never ever saw. Um, I don't remember ever seeing janitorial staff in the background that weren't Neil. Do you? No, I don't. No. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Very interesting. That's a scrub. That's a Scrubs Wiki question. So, uh, Krista, we have a new thing now where you know yeah. we do the Ask Bill thing, and Bill will audio tape himself answering the question. But now there's a guy who runs a, a Scrubs Wiki fan page that just knows every single little bit of Scrubs trivia, and uh, he's he's down with us asking him random trivia questions when we don't know them. I wonder if we'll ever get to stump him. Oh, we're going to stump him. That's going to be one of our tasks. I wonder if we'll yeah. ever stump we should, him. We should think of what the sound effect's going to be. There should be like a siren or a bell, some sort of prize noise if we stump Scrubs Wiki guy. <laughs> How about the look Judy gives at 113 when that guy calls her Nurse Fajita? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judy's look is so fucking funny. She just does a slow turn like, I She's will kill you. She's not having it. I will no. fucking kill you. <laughs> but you, you know, guys, it's a, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, man. There's just you a guys, whole run, you, there's a whole runner on this show. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> By the way, this delay is not that bad. We were on the View for this podcast, and the delay. I worry we fucked up because the delay was like a solid second and a half, and it's very hard to be funny and talk with people when there's a a, a serious delay. We have a slight one on the Zoom thing, but. But we, Donald and I did our best, but we were on The View. Everyone's going, eh, what, no, oh, no, no, well, you go. Oh, sorry, well, eh, right? <laughs> but Donald's mom finally watched. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but she does she watch The it. View. She loved it. She was like, your energy on The View. You guys you guys interview very well, by the way. We finally got Donald's mom, to, we finally got Shirley to pay attention to us. And all we had to do was go on The View. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what I was going to say is that there's this sub, there's this plot of this episode which I'm sure is a very real thing for medical professionals. When What happens when your patient is a fucking dick um, and you still have to give them the same level of, of uh, attention and affection and, uh, and, and commitment? And, uh, and J.D. And, and Carla are both trying to, to, to take care of this guy, but he's racist and he's a jerk. And, uh, and J.D. is really, they're both challenged with how do we do our best with a guy who's saying shit like Nurse Fajita. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. You know, I hate racism and I hate racists and I hate bigots and I hate, you know, I hate all of that shit. To watch something like this and to still have to like it would suck to go to work and have somebody say things to me that made me that made me so angry that I wanted to explode. And I imagine for people that work in the hospital whose jobs where all it is, your job is to take care of the patient and save lives. And you get that one person who is just, you know, it, who's like this guy is, 
how do you how do you commit to doing your best at that moment in time for that person? I'm like, sure sometimes you, you have to bury bite, that energy. I'm sure sometimes you have to bite your fist. My mom uh, used to be a the the listen to this the night nurse, the head night nurse on the mental health ward of a VA hospital uh, in East Orange, New Jersey. Wow! And she had the most insane stories. Now, now, granted, these 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 uh, men and women are, are are very mentally ill. Some of them, and 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 it was always her job to not take it personally, and to take a deep breath, and to give them the best care that she could. And my mom was an incredible, incredible nurse. But this story made me think of that. That you can imagine some of the treatment she had to endure, um, and uh, and and she had to always suck it up and 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 let it just wash off her back. Right, but like, you're going to get extra good attention if you're lovely as a patient, I would imagine. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You just yeah, are. I hope so. You are. I mean, my father was a surgeon, so I know. But, I mean, you just are going to get that extra attention. Why people aren't savvy enough to, to realize my father, that. My father was, uh, when my father was dying, he was in the hospital, and he he used every technique he got. I mean, A, he was the most, you guys know. He's, he's the, the most, loveliest. He yes. was the loveliest, most charming guy. But he was also the biggest Scrubs fan in the world. So anyone who came in, whether it was the janitor cleaning the garbage can, he'd be like, hey, my son Zach Braff, Scrubs, how you doing? Good to see you. Good morning. <laughs> I, I must have signed a Scrubs headshot for every single person in, in the New Jersey healthcare system. Oh, I, Bill drops Scrubs pretty much instantaneously, you know, on doing anything. He just had to get a root canal thing. I, I He was talking about Scrubs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, right I use it all the time. I, like, yeah. I, use it all, I use it all the time. Whenever we have, like, where we take our kids into, you know, urgent care or something like that or – the kids pediatrician does a lot of golf uh, tournaments and stuff like that for charity. Mm-hmm. And I'm always using my scrubs uh, yeah. just to, and, and, and playing golf obviously too. But Wait, I, I love it that you're like, you started as though it was, you, you, started you, you, started, you started out to make sure his kids got good health care, And then it became to play golf with fancy right. golfers. No, well, there's that, there's that too. But for, for sure, man, like I just know, I just know that, you know, you, especially in that profession, treat somebody like you want to be treated. It's like the same thing when you go to a restaurant, right? What asshole sits there and says, you know what? I'm going to treat this waiter like shit and doesn't expect their food to get fucking spit on or something. I know. I I was a waiter. (laughs) I I was a waiter and I, and I, I never understood the people that were assholes because uh, there are plenty of people that will fuck with your shit and do not. It's like mean to when I leave this area, I'm going to go and tell all these people yeah. what a dick you are. So Here's when this, so when watching the show and this guy's saying all these things, I'm like, this dude wants to die. He must want to die. Or yeah. there's no way that you could be that insensitive. Go get me my fucking thing. Go do this for me. Shut the fuck up. You, I, I don't understand how you do it. Yeah. Nurse Fajita. I mean, come on. Nurse, man. come on. You're going to get punched. Yeah. Listen, how about Kelly Williams as Kristen Murphy sucking on her finger uh, in a in a manner similar to fellatio in order to lure Johnny C over to her house? But I was watching it. I got to say, I don't like being I wouldn't want someone sucking their finger and then touching my face. I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yuck. 
That didn't work to turn you on, Crystal. It did. It did smell like spit. You can smell, smell it. like, oh, I don't it. want it. Yeah, you know I don't what's want. crazy is that there's no way that was written. So I'm just trying to figure out how that came about. Like, did Kelly imp- – she must have improv that. There's no way it's said in the script and then she sucks her pointer finger as in a, in a seductive manner and touches his nose. <laughs> Yuck. I, I really I, want to know how that, how that I moment came about. I don't know. Johnny C. really resists that woman. She she comes on so strong. <laughs> and says a lot of that's what she said jokes and everything. It's like, yes. it's, like a, it's like a single man's wet dream right there, dude. Right. She's giving you all of this energy, and he wants to go lift a, a dresser with Carla. Get the fuck out of here! By the way, I had totally forgotten. I know he's talking about this. I had totally forgotten how fucking obsessed he is with Carla. And this episode, like, brought it to a new level. He's got this beautiful woman sucking on her finger, telling him to she's coming over. And 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 she's said to she said to him, she said to him, You're gonna be he said, he said, girl, you gotta slow down. And she said to him, You're gonna be saying that tonight. Dude! Yeah, dude. Wait, can I just, just just pause for a second? Does any did anyone notice how adorable I look in this episode? Of We're course, she doesn't We're getting care about. Oh. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't care about Kelly Williams. I love how Chris is like, guys. I, I am I bringing it. Yeah, guys. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be the, say the obvious reason. Yeah. But look who's about to <laughs> fuck <laughs> it. Right. Right. <laughs> but, right. But Krista, this is before yeah. you come into the picture. Yeah, but he knows that there's a possibility that I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> you texted him earlier, like, what you doing later? Yeah, what you doing? What and time then, you get off? Yeah. <laughs> he is so pussy I just finished for... the Drew Carey show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. What's he's up? So, but he, he, he so pee-whipped that he's going to um, help Judy, Carla, move a dresser. And, uh, and in his Porsche, by the way, which is not a very good car for moving a dresser. They're going to no. strap it to the roof. Who would ever strap a dresser to the roof of their Porsche? <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Somebody who's desperate for that, for that, uh, anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, All right. Our guest is here. We're so behind. We're three minutes in and our guest is here. So we're going to go a break and then we're going to come back with more fun. uh, And we're going to hear Krista talk about how she uh, seduces men, including Johnny C. McGinley and Bill Lawrence. We'll be right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty. 
to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval to Apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. We're back. Hi there. What's up, man? How you doing? How do you say your name? Oh, it's just Austin. It was- oh, it's Austin. It said something different on your screen five seconds ago, dude. Yeah, it, that's um, that's because I I usually use him to play D anD D, so it's my D anD D name. Oh, oh. D anD D is becoming a running theme on this podcast. We're getting Dungeons a lot of D anD Ds. Donald, you're not going to go off on some crazy long dice tangent. No, again no, no, this no, time. no, 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 no. All right, well, not Joelle, don't you steal Donald's Oprah voice, but introduce Austin to us. Hey guys, we've got Austin in the house. Big fan, Austin. Uh, you want to tell the guys a little bit about why you're a fan of Scrubs? Uh, Yeah, sure. So I got into Scrubs when I was a kid. I'm only like 29. Um, So I got into Scrubs when I was only 29. I don't think you can say 29. I don't think you're allowed to say uh, 29 and only in the same sentence. That's not the way it goes. I think only is sort of done at 20. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm only 45, and I'm just. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry, you're only 29. No, no, it's super chill. Um, but my mom was a big fan of the show. My mom was into a bunch of the doctor shows, so I just watched it all the time with my mom and got, got really into it, kept watching it forever. That's well, <laughs> well, great. Wait, you got your headset on. You a gamer, I too? I am. Uh, I'm a gamer, and I like streaming junk, so I got these like 
big, big, big. They are big. And what do you like, play? Like uh, what do you headphones. what do you stream and or play uh, the most? Because Donald's a gamer, and uh, or he used to be before he had um, before so, kids, many, man. so many kids to, to deal <laughs> with. Before kids. But what do you play? Well, Donald abs- will probably know what it is. Uh, the game. So I mean, right now, what I play the most is Animal Crossing. Uh, okay, I don't know anything about Animal Crossing. Krista, your kids probably play Animal Crossing. Right? I don't know from video games. Okay, but um, what can you, Donald? Do you know Animal Crossing? I have no idea what Animal Austin, Crossing can you is. tell us what, what the basic idea of Animal Crossing is? Yeah, so the basic idea of Animal Crossing is you're a human, and you have a bunch of anthropomorphic animal friends, and you all live on this. In this game, it's an island. Sometimes it's a town. They task you, the human, with like making the town nice. And that's kind of it. You just you design this like town to look how you want, and you just like have you can a invite friends life. over, right? Yeah, it's you like invite the friends Sims. over. So it's like it's the like Sims. The, it's like the Sims, but you can invite. Can't you go visit people and really talk to strangers? You can if you want to. Uh, you can invite friends over. You can go to other people's islands. It's it's really like it's a lot like the Sims, but like if you wanted to let like a six year old play the Sims unsupervised, like Animal Crossing's a pretty safe bet. They can't get into too much like weirdness. Yeah, I remember when my Sim died. I got really upset. <laughs> You, you don't die in Animal Crossing, thankfully. Oh. Yeah, see, you can kill your sim. I don't know if you guys have ever killed a sim. <laughs> I've never killed. I've never killed a sim. Did they build the graveyard in the backyard? That's what the graveyards are for. That's what the graveyards are for. Joel, you're smiling. Have you ever killed a sim? Yeah, actually, instead of getting to Animal Crossings, my brothers and I have been obsessively playing Sims Four, and he built a basement that they could not get out of. <laughs> 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 they died of starvation in the basement. It was great. It's really <laughs> sad. It's really, I, I thought I was I, I was shocked. I was like, I, you can kill a sim. Yeah, you can kill your sim. Don't wow. lock him in the basement. Austin, um, where are you where are you calling from, man? I am in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mo, Michigan in the house. Right on. Austin, do you have a question for the legendary Donald Faison or Krista Miller? Or Zach Graff. Or you can ask me too. <laughs> I, I do have a question for Zach and Donald. I was just curious, like, um, what y'all miss the most about not being on Scrubs anymore? Like, not being on a project together that's, like, in person filming all the time. This, ago. what you're hearing, Austin, it's the easiest question to answer, and it's this. It's like, if you just, you weren't on before, but just sitting around <laughs> with Krista and Donald and cracking up, that's what we would do every day. And just so happened that we'd also be making a TV show. Um, <laughs> but we were just like, it was our group of friends, not just the cast, but the crew and the writers. And I don't know that I'll ever be lucky enough to have a job where the assignment is to go and laugh your ass off all day. Yeah, and I really, he, I really missed that. It was like a natural drug. It was like an mm-hmm. all natural drug that is gone from my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just cracking up five days a week. And and yeah. because and because we get the opportunity to do this podcast, we get to relive it all again. You know what I mean? And it's really awesome. We were before you came on, Austin. We were talking to Krista about things that had nothing to do with the show, and we're just pretty much catching up. Even though I've talked to, we talked to Krista like recently. We're still. On you know now that we have mics in our face, we're like let's let's just let's talk some more. Let's talk about some the great times we had. So don't you miss that, Krista? Giggling. I could do this <laughs> podcast every day. All I want to do <laughs> is to we're be talking you back, to by you the way. guys. We're I very hope excited. So. No, Krista, you're we're... the Krista's the first guest in Fake Doctors Real Friends history that's been was booked twice before right. she even before came she even on. came on once. She's gonna. She and Bill Lawrence uh, are gonna be on the finale of season one together, 
And uh, I predict mayhem. I hope that Bill yeah. asks for a stop hug during the show. Oh, he will. You know, <laughs> you know what it was is that Scrubs. Also, I I don't know if that I worked on a job before where I mean, we were truly friends. Yes. And truly friends, you're all in this hospital, and 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 you're not seeing any other people, so you're in it. You're doing this funny work, which you know when you're doing it is really funny, yeah. right? And and all the people around are funny. All the writers were talented. All the actors are talented. And you could go and be stupid. And if it didn't work out, that was fine because everyone was doing it. And I just felt like my um, work got so much better every time I would work on that show because everyone would elevate you. You know, there wasn't like the weak link that you didn't, you know, want to be with. And it, it was um, it was such a special time. We would we would finish the show and then hang out on weekends. Like no, yeah. I never. When has that ever happened again? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe if you're on location somewhere with someone, but but yeah, it was it was it was just a it was just a once in a lifetime. I hope it's not a once in a lifetime experience. I hope I get to experience something special again. But I I just can't imagine that I'll I'll ever have such a group as we did. Yeah, we were very lucky. Awesome, yeah, and the tone was of like camaraderie and support if anyone did something there, there, you know what it was it wasn't the person there that wanted to have all the jokes or was trying to steal focus or doing all everyone was happy for everyone else to be funny yeah and you got a sense like this is this person's time to shine like don't get in their way let them let them crush it and we were we were like rooting each other on yeah you got, right, another, Austin, question? You got another question my friend i do have another question this one's from my mom because, uh, like I said, she got me into the show, so when oh, I found out, awesome. I had to give her a call. You're almost um, as big as a mama's boy as Donald and I are. <laughs> <laughs> My mom just wanted to know what was everybody's favorite uh, episode to film. Krista, you want to go first as our special guest? Um, favorite episode? Um, I loved that scene that I tell everyone off and ruin everybody's life. And yeah, ruin everybody's big, day. You had that big monologue and just destroy yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then I tell everyone, but I also will say this, the, the, the moment that I uh, wish I could do over is I don't feel like I took good advantage of being able to have a proper makeout session with Zach Braff. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I just, it just got really uncomfortable. Oh I just feel like I didn't investigate that as thoroughly as I wanted to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, she says this shit in front of Bill. Can you imagine how fucking <laughs> dear listeners, imagine how awkward it is when she says this shit in front of Bill and she, she'll be, we'll be standing there. It will be like a dinner and she'll be like, you know, Bill, I just, I wish, I just didn't savor the time, the makeup yeah. scenes. I didn't savor. I didn't say one more take. I didn't like get into it. I didn't, you know. I should have said one more take. And Bill's, and Bill, and Bill's just standing, and just Bill's just standing there shaking his head. And I'm like, Krista, shut the fuck up. And I was like, Zach was a little nervous. Maybe we could revisit it now. Yeah. What oh. could we do? Oh my god, it's so awkward right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Can you guys get off the Zoom call for a minute? Um, my Donald, do you want to go? I know what my sure. favorite is. My favorite episode to shoot was the musical episode. I yeah. really enjoyed that. There are a bunch of things that I got to do on the show that were bucket list type things. Like I wanted I've always wanted to be in a Star Wars, and I got to do 
that very early on in this show. One of my favorite actors in the whole wide world is, well, I should say characters in the whole wide world are uh, characters that Harrison Ford has played, and Indiana Jones was one of them, and I got the opportunity to do that as well. Uh, but I really, most most of all, I enjoyed doing the musical episode and having to dance and sing. You know, I front like, I tell, people ask me, are you a fan of musical theater? And I'll lie and I'll say to them, absolutely not. I hate musical theater. You don't but say truth, that anymore. You still, I still say that? I still say that to people. I'll be like, why? why? I, I, I say that a lot. Yes. Donald, I, Donald I will get in his car without his kids and play Frozen. <laughs> I, I will do, I would do that. Not, not only Frozen, I'll play like, I'll play... I, I play Les Mis in the car. I play Five Guys Named Mo in the car. Like, I, I go all in. But um, I really enjoy dancing and singing and uh, uh, with, with, with these guys. It was a lot of fun. My favorite episode is the one we've mentioned before. It was my first episode directing, um, and it was one of the most epic episodes we've ever shot because Bill um, wanted to give me something that was quite literally impossible to execute in five days. Um, but I, I was living my dream. I was working on the show that I was so proud of and excited about. Um, the episode was huge. It's the one where Donald and I go on a quest uh, over the course of one night to find Heather Graham's character, Molly, to give her the permission slip um, from Sarah that says I'm allowed to have sex with her. And Johnny's storyline is that he has to go do a ride with um, – uh, in an ambulance as part of his uh, training. And uh, Molly Shannon was the guest star. And I don't know. I just really, I, I, it turned out really great. And um, as Donald uh, reminded me, I at some point said, I w- oh, do you say it? I was treed by a coyote, Donald? Or was yeah, it no, yeah, you said I was treed by a coyote. Yeah, where have you been? I was treed by a coyote. No, um, I go, I go, I go, I go to you. How the hell did you get up there? Oh, yeah. I was treed by a coyote. Yeah. I, I love it when Donald does his Woody Allen version. I was treed by a coyote. I was treed. So that was a really great episode. And I just felt really proud of it. And I pulled it off. And it was one of those things where um, it's one of my favorite episodes. We'll give you one yeah. more question if you have it. Yeah. Uh, how, okay, how well, was that? that was just it, guys. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Well, no, we didn't tell the guy he was going to have three, Don. Give him a second to think. Um, how are people staying sane in this pandemic? What have you been up to? You know, this is an escape for us, to be honest yeah, with you. This, this is how is, we stay sane. <laughs> this, if I didn't have this outlet, you know, my wife said to me uh, actually this morning, uh, she was like, you don't understand, man. You have a outlet. You get to talk to your best friend and you get to talk to the people that you worked with for over 10, you know, for 10 years. You get to talk to them once or twice a week. I don't have an outlet like that. So she's going insane right now. You know what I mean? And and she's with the kids while I'm doing this right now. But this is an escape for me. And I wish I could bring my wife up in here so she could enjoy this too, because she would have such a great time. She doing should it. come on one day, I just realized. She would love to come on. That would and be she, hilarious. And she she'd would be so funny. She's but very funny. She would also funny. embarrass the shit out of me too by talking about me, uh, uh, talking about things that I don't know. We're going to have to do, wanna... we should one day, like, if we keep doing this, we should do like. The significant others guest the on the sim- show, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, and how they dealt with. We'll test with- it out with Bill and Krista on the on the season one finale and see how it goes. Right but awesome, um, that's how yeah. I stay sane. Me too. Me too. I, I'm the same way, man. I look so forward to this, and 
especially seeing the reaction to it and people loving it so much. It's just, it's mind boggling to us. And so it is, it's like therapy. We come here and we, we laugh and, and, and giggle and act stupid. And I'm, I'm really loving it. Krista, how are, are you great. staying sane? How are you staying sane over there? Um, I've been writing with someone. I've been, um, you know, all my kids are here. It's, you know, in LA, we have a good setup. You know, we have croquet in the backyard. We play croquet every afternoon. Um, we had a very rousing game of uh, code names last night, which was very fun. Um, you know, I'm happy just doing my thing. Yeah. By the way, we as we started the show, Austin, <laughs> you weren't here, but there are certain people that are so happy you know, that they don't, that, that the world has given them permission to not have to leave their house. And Krista's one of those. She's like, oh, no one, no one gets to tell me that I have to go do things. I'm fine. Thank you. I, yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally fine. What yeah. about you, Austin? How are you staying sane? You know, a lot of video games, a lot of, I picked up like a bunch of extra tabletop gaming besides D&D since this all started. Um, What's one you can recommend uh, to our listeners that's not too hard because I know some of these tabletop yeah. games are very complicated, like D anD D. But yeah. if someone, if someone who's listening, including myself, wanted to kind of get into the world of tabletop gaming, what are, what is one or two that you recommend? Uh, one I really recommend is Bubble Gumshoe. Bubble Gumshoe. Uh, I'm running okay. that down. It is. Can kids for, play it? it? Kids can play it. You play as a teenage detective. Okay. Um. So you're a teen detective and the rules are pretty simple. The character sheet, I have mine right here. It's like a single page. Um, there's not a bunch of complex rules you have to remember, a bunch of math you got to do. Um, so there's, okay, there's that's that one. What about another one? Bubble yeah. gum shoe. I wrote that down. Another one is uh, No Thank You Evil, I believe no is the name. Thank You Evil. Okay. Can my kids play that too? Your kids can play that one too. It is an all ages tabletop RPG game that scales the rules depending on how old the kid is and That's what so skills smart. they have. God, yeah. you should be writing this down. <laughs> Fucker, okay, you it's are right there. Come on. Yeah. Because Donald could have like 40 players at his house. Oh, uh, cool. Fuck um, you, man. Uh, all right. All There's right, not that down. many of us. Listen, <laughs> Casey got pregnant like while we were on this podcast. Listen. <laughs> Um, what about Settlers of Catan? I always hear about that. It feels like that's the most famous for us non-board um, game people. That's the most famous one you hear about. Do you like that one? I I don't like Settlers of Catan. Nothing against the artists who worked on it or the team oh, who made. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> holy shit! Both of, both our, of producers our producers went crazy. Their just shit. Now. I want you to know that both of our producers sometimes have their cameras off. They both flip their cameras on to show how fucking living. Dan, Dan is you gotta walking come away. Back. Dan, Dan, you gotta come back. Dan walked away. Joelle almost fell off her chair. <laughs> uh. Dan is I'm, so, I'm just a humble fan. I mean, I love Settlers of Catan. Oh my God. No, it's fine. I just want you to know you gave both of our producers a heart attack. Just now. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Settlers of Catan. Oh my okay. God. Um, Say it again so oh, everybody knows. Why don't you, Austin? Entirely. I know. Now the show, Joelle just, Joelle just left the room. She had to cool <laughs> off. Um, yeah, not, not big on Settlers. All right. Uh, well, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm here to I tell recommend. you, I'm here to tell you, everyone, I don't know Sellers of Catan, but I can tell you that there are very strong opinions on both <laughs> sides of loving or hating. Um, Austin, we got to go because we've yeah. already run so long. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for being a fan. And, uh, and, uh, and, and thanks for the recommendations on the games. Yeah, thanks go, so much Austin. for having me. Oh. Do you want to mention your Twitch stream? 
Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I stream with Welcome to the Party RPG every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, where you can watch me play Bubble Gumshoe. Well, there you go, guys. Nice. I think Krista will be definitely tuning in. And, um, yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I'd love to watch you play, and I can't wait to tune in to watch uh, you and Joelle and Dan play Settlers of Catan uh, <laughs> and have them have them change your mind on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. You all have bye, a lovely day. Bye, Austin. Nice Thank to you meet so you. Much. you too, Austin. Um, wow. I've now I, we've been doing this for eighteen episodes. I've never seen uh, Joel or Dan get that worked up about anything. <laughs> they got very worked up just now. Joel gets it's, worked up when we talk Star Wars. I know, but I got to tell you, that was the best ad for Settlers of Catan I've ever seen yeah, ever in the history. I know, but we are going to get them as an advertiser now because our, our producers flipped out. All right, when the janitor says. This stethoscope is mine. And then he says, into the stethoscope, <laughs> it's getting hot, Red Bird. Pull me out. <laughs> that shit was funny. I laughed. Yeah, I laughed at that, too. That's I clearly laughed. a Neil improv because there's no way that was written into the script. I like that. I do. Uh, I did love the sea story because I of um, Donald and Sarah uh, finding out about uh, Ken Jenkins musical past. But I do love Donald and Sarah together the the, the chemistry with the, with the yeah. two of them is very unique yeah. i wrote i wrote at the end of this i wrote i really enjoyed watching sarah and i together uh and it, and we didn't get to do a lot I, I don't recall us doing a lot together while making the show so going back and seeing this it was like holy shit uh we had a good little uh dynamic duo thing going yeah, yeah and it's a it's a it's kind of an unusual chemistry it's it's definitely different in a way like you're both kind of silly like there's some bumbling element to it that's very right. funny like you have a line reading when you're you're still holding on to her finger because she swore to you that she wasn't going to do the thing and then a second she sees ken she's she says, I heard you did the music and you went, you, you swore. swore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't notice that they were like still touching pinkies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're still holding each other's pinkies. Yeah. And then I pull away, you swore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. As a matter going back and looking at this, who f- knew Ken Jenkins was that good of a guitar player, dude? I know. I for, I knew he had a great voice. I I forgot that he could play the guitar like that. Dude, it sounded like he was he was bluesing out, man. He was going hard. Was that actually him playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly him playing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's funny. Most of the cast, um, with the exception of Sarah, when we did the musical, could really sing. Yeah. Had had some form of musical talent. Although Sarah yeah. does dance in this episode, Sarah can dance. Her <laughs> dance in this episode is very adorable. Yeah, I told her. I told you so. Dance. Yeah, I told you so. I, went, you I, so. I remember that went that went a lot further, but they cut it for the episode. Like she gets into the full splits when and yeah. uh, and when we would play the the gag reel, and they let that thing go. At one point, she got all the way down into a full split, but I guess for the show, they felt it was going too Oh, far. really? So if oh, you're interested, dude. you guys can watch the uh, the blooper slash gag reel of season one, and there's probably video of Sarah doing extending that dance for a long I time. I told you so. I told you so. All the way down <laughs> to the split. Yeah. She's so adorable when she dances. Yeah. She's um, so adorable yeah, in general. 
I know. I miss her. I really, I you know, know, she. we don't get to see Sarah that much because she's often in Canada. But uh, when, when the world's not closed down, you know, we see Krista and Bill and obviously um, Darrell and I see each other. We don't ever see Chalky, as we call her. Yeah, I, I do miss her. I do, um, you, know what I, you know what I missed this year was the Easter yeah, celebration that you guys do at Krista your house often has year. a beautiful Easter party with bunnies. With bunnies. With bunnies. Every, I, everyone was sad, and uh, I thought we would do it this summer, like, but we can't. So we're no. just going to have to wait till next year. And the Easter book this year is amazing. And I have, I was just thinking as I was talking to you guys, I have to send you some of the pictures because I have pictures of you and Zach and uh, Johnny C that are so yes. sweet. Like you just have your arms, like really sweet pictures. I, oh, I love man. that party you have. And I, every year that I'm going, I'm like a little kid because I'm like, I'm excited to see everyone. But then in my head, I'm like, bunnies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my kids love that party so much. They can't, you know, they, there's an Easter egg hunt. There's, you know, there there are bunnies. There are goats. There are a bunch of different baskets. animals. Baskets. Oh, my gosh. They and for love the, it. And for the adults, alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. But also everyone knows each other. It's kind of a great group. Yeah, Diana it is a Ross group. comes. It's just all good. You guys throw a really good party. I think when the world opens up, you should throw a bash. Yeah, okay. Throw a bash I'll for the world. I'll tell Bill. Throw a bash for the world. Yeah. Um, so Krista Miller Booty Call is at seven thirty-five. Uh, yes, it's a great entrance, Krista. You walk, you walk right in. You're like, you don't even knock on the door. You're like, let's do this. Hey, honey. <laughs> uh, honey, I'm home. That's what she says. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> she goes right to the bar, starts pouring herself a drink. And he says something stupid. She's like, if you're going to talk like that, I need to pour me a bigger drink. I'm yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's so boring. <laughs> so boring. You know, we never learn about Jordan's other love interests. I mean, clearly Jordan was, I'm sure, not solely using Dr. Cox as a booty call. Or maybe she was. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? I don't think so. No. No. You don't do you think, think she was? Do you- well, we saw you. You were one of the booty calls. No, we, I was never your booty call. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, I was, I was. Um, yeah, so I think she's having her way with lots of men probably, right? Yeah. But, but does like she think, think in so. the back of her mind, did Jordan think in the back of her mind that she was going to get back with Cox eventually? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um... It's always crazy know. these people that get divorced and then get remarried. That's such a that's such a also didn't and Johnny C also had like four or five uh vasectomies and then reversed vasectomies too. For you though. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Can you really reverse a vasectomy with with, with I mean I, you can, right? You can yeah. that's what the doctor said when he did mine. He told me, Don't <laughs> worry, we can reverse this shit. Really? Oh yeah. And anytime and when Casey starts getting itchy again, we might have to do it. That's oh. all I know. Oh, snap. Now I'm bullshit. We're not going to have no more kids. You crazy? I think it's a shame that you snipped yourself, Donald. You make such beautiful children. You do. They're so beautiful. Thank you very, very much. And I know it's expensive, but, you know, next time you get some big-ass job, you're going to be like, I need to plant my seed. (laughs) No. Donald, how many kids do you have? Like 14? 47. Yeah, 47. Yeah, it's up there now. I mean, I see, like... Twelve of them at Easter, which right. makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, and then the yeah. other, and then the other, uh, 
the other 30 something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Donald, they're, tell they're us about um, Holy Son of a Cracker because I. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, I remember when I had to say that. And you know who gave me that was Bill oh. Lawrence. Bill really? Lawrence came. Yeah. There's no way set. Bill wrote Holy Son of a Cracker. Bill Lawrence on set came to me and said, Say Holy Son of a Cracker. I was like, <laughs> What? Say holy son of a cracker. I was like, okay. George Jefferson used to say cracker all the time. Yeah, man, it's a derog. You know, okay, so look, for those of you who don't know yes. and think cracker doesn't mean anything when somebody says it, a cracker is somebody of the opposite uh, race who cracks a whip on black people. <laughs> That's really where the cracker comes from. Wow. That's where cracker comes from. I know. You knew and, that. and and you are below other white people because all you are is a whip cracker. I see. So that's what you're calling JD? <laughs> JD is called a <laughs> Just checking that that's what you're calling your best friend? I'm just putting it out there. So when Bill said that shit, I was like, really? He was like, say it. I was like, okay. <laughs> but don't you think, isn't it the fun, the most fun part in Scrubs when Bill would, you'd be doing a joke and Bill whisper something in your ear and he'd say, don't say anything. So you haven't told anyone that you're going to change the cue line for them. And then you say something like son of a cracker. And then right. everyone laughs. It's the, it's the best. It's, feeling. The, it's the best feeling. You know, who would never laugh though is fucking Neil Flynn. You could <laughs> never say anything where he'd be like, I didn't think that was funny. I, I you caught me off guard. Yeah, he would no. always be right away. Ready to go again. Krista, yeah. Was it Stuff or Maxim magazine that you were on the cover of? I was the first Maxim magazine cover girl. Okay. That is awesome. Hey, that's amazing. Bill said he used to walk around town holding the magazine, talking about, <laughs> this is my, my girlfriend. Did, have you seen a new Maxim? This is my <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was really fun and cool. Yeah. So, holy son of a cracker. And I remember also that day, you were there. We, uh, we were doing the scene, and we tried to convince Lawrence Trilling, to, who directed this episode, yeah. to put uh, lotion on the side of the bed. So when Turk rolls over and says to Carla, hey, so, you know, since we're up, and she goes, no, 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 instead of him going back to sleep... We tried to make it so that I rolled over and then squeezed lotion into shoot, my head. We shot that. We definitely shot that. We didn't definitely we shoot that? shot that. Yeah, we uh, definitely Bill, shot that. Bill didn't put it in. That, Bill didn't that want was, it. That was hilarious. That was I one of those that. things where he was like, you know, I showed it to Krista and she was like, that's yeah, <laughs> that's probably Krista exactly. said that's Krista, inappropriate. Krista didn't like a masturbation joke. No. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, ten twenty three, when I uh, I come in and my my parents are playing wheelbarrow. <laughs> and uh, that's that's me, the voice of my own father, being like, yes. "Go back to bed. I'm fixing mommy's back." <laughs> Which is very interesting because the very next episode, uh, John Ritter. Yes, John Ritter. John Ritter. It's such a shame that we can't. I didn't even know who to have on. I, I actually thought about having his son on, but then I thought, I don't know if Jason even watched an episode of Scrubs. But we're gonna have to turn that episode into just a a beautiful memorial. Krista in bed with Johnny C. He's ripped, Krista. So if you're going to have a scene partner, at least you get the very muscular uh, Johnny C. Yes. And I imagine this was one of those days where you're like, dude, if you put all of that fucking grease on your body, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I can't do this. (laughs) He would also do lots of push-ups, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, one secret for you young actors out there is that 
if you do lots of push-ups right before your scene, at least makes you look a little bit more ripped. But not that Johnny needed the help. He's pretty damn ripped. But Johnny would always bang out a whole bunch of push-ups. <laughs> but I did notice that this is one of those episodes where the Crisco was light. It was light. It was light. It was light very, on the Crisco. You guys will have to have me on when you when we when you get far way farther down in seasons when I had to come in after giving birth to Will. Two Absolutely. weeks after giving birth to Will and roll slide around with Johnny C in bed with just lubed up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's gosh. for another show. Yeah. <laughs> so he would just he would make his muscles glisten or no, I think it was supposed to be post sex. You're supposed to be sweaty, right? No, dude, he make his muscles glisten, dude. That was All his right. thing. All right. Well, he, the man likes to glisten. If you have those yeah. pectoralis majors, shine them up. Yeah. Let's see it. Donald, I laughed when you said, um, have you guys ever stopped to think that maybe Bunny is just a real bunny? <laughs> Turk is so dumb. <laughs> he's so dumb. That was like a toddler. <laughs> yeah. He's so dumb. He, I remember <laughs> watching that, I was like, what? So, Krista, do you think that she was jealous, but then was the last thing in the world she was going to do was let him think that she was jealous? Of course. Well, this is my motto in life also. <laughs> so that was sort of method acting. Christine. Yes, it was. <laughs> right on. Um, that's so funny. And also, speaking of very Krista things, when you're in the cafeteria at 1609 and they get in a fight and you go... I should leave. <laughs> and then you, and you, you stare just up. stay there. <laughs> when, Krista, when Krista hears a bit, good, good bit of gossip, she'll often like kiss her fingers like, a, like, like she's licking off the uh, juices. So delicious. <laughs> That's so very delicious. you. <laughs> she'll do this face, John, when you put your fingers in your mouth. I'm giddy. I, said to my, I, I literally wrote down, I literally wrote down in my notes, that is so Krista being like, I should leave, but not leaving. <laughs> not leaving at all. <laughs> all right. How did they do the sweat thing on you, dude? There was like a little hidden hose, uh, tiny little hose in my hairline. And uh, I think that's how it was done. And then it just drips. It, it, it just, just opened it <laughs> up and it just tripped all over my face. <laughs> right. That was yeah. crazy. That was well done. Yeah. yeah. Also, when you got on the elevator, this is an argument in Bill's favor where maybe the janitor is in JD's mind. Because I think this is the... This is the one time where he gets, hey, hey, killer, how you doing? After you're very, very uh, uh, distraught because you feel like you didn't do enough for the patient who just died. Right. And you walk onto the elevator and the janitor's there and he's like, hey, killer. And, right, and it, may, it sends you even but further But how would down he know road. that? Right. And that, that too. And then you walk out. See you later, killer. That's true. Krista makes a good point. How would he even know that I lost a patient? He just knows it, everything. He's all knowing that janitor. Yeah. He is all knowing. He, he, he's yeah, but um, but we've already proven that time and time again, Donald. That, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying this is one of those moments where wh this is one of those moments where Bill doesn't even have defenses anymore. He just yells five, six, seven, eight. Right, <laughs> Krista. I don't know if you know this because I don't know how much you're listening to this, but Bill, no, yelling, I, I, yeah, Bill I, yelling five, six, seven, eight to start our theme song has become a fan favorite joke. On my Instagram, every other comment is just five, six, seven, eight, which is a shout out to your husband. He wanted me to do that today, and I said no. Yeah, well, we made a rule. We made a rule. Um, that you're allowed to count in. I think you should count in when we're done with the show. We, we decided in the world of the podcast, Bill is the only one, because he's the creator of the show, with the power to start the theme song without our permission. 
Donald? Yeah, he's the only one. Like, I don't even get the power to do that unless it's for the show right. ending. And, and uh, yes, if it's not at the end of the beginning, beginning, yeah. Bill Bill has magical powers he's, and can always start the theme He's song. the only one that can do that. That didn't look like a firing squad either, but that joke was hilarious as fuck. Uh, oh, when I'm I okay. get the blindfold on? I'm okay. 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 And then they catch to the, bl- <laughs> the firing squad, you know, the putting the blindfold on you. It looked like a comedy club with the spotlight on you and everything. And I so know. when you go, I'm okay, that shit had me. I laughed so fucking hard at that, dude. That I'm was very funny. Yeah, that I'm was okay. funny. I think I need the brick, that, I need I think the brick backdrop was a mistake because you're right. It looked like a comedy club. You need a different backdrop for the, for the uh, I don't know what the correct backdrop for firing squad is but brick wall is not it no i don't think so or whatever but i thought that was hilarious so Uh, then ken sings and it's very beautiful and and, um and he's the song of the he's the song of the episode in this i don't know know if that song is a is a made-up song or this might be a good question for should we ask bill have chris to ask bill he's not gonna remember he's just gonna say five six seven eight but should we it might be fun if chris to ask bill a question do you want Do me you? to? I can intercom him in his office. Oh yeah, let's see if he'll answer. In his piano tear. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let me see. What is it called? What have I <laughs> Just named? Just let me scroll Guess- down my mansion. Buttons. <laughs> Billiards. <laughs> Billiards. Indoor pool. Outdoor Bill, pool. Uh, we have a question for you. We're on the podcast. We're on the you're podcast on the, right now. You're on the podcast. What the song that Ken Jenkins sings at the end of? 118. Is that a made up song or is that a song? song? It was Tuscaloosa Heart. Tuscaloosa. Are you me now? Yeah, we're taping you now. Tuscaloosa Heart. Tuscaloosa Heart. It's, um, it was a made up song uh, and we were just goofing around with it. And uh, he helped us come up with it because he always used to fiddle on his guitar and he was a Broadway thing. And uh, the second that I asked him, um, to do it, he's like, should it be something like this? And then he went, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> hang up on him. Hang up on him, please. All right, goodbye, Bill. Oh, hang hang up. Up. Damn, turn it off. This fucking guy. No matter what you do. No matter what you keep, you keep, You keep giving him. How many chances can we give him? How many chances? You know, I feel like it's like Lucy and Peanuts with the football. I mean, how many chances are we going to give this you guy? You never learn. We never what learn. We never learn. Uh, great um, episode. Great episode. I did find it funny that Johnny C has just had sex with Jordan twice, and then he's looking for boobs on TV. I mean, this guy's. I, the, I didn't understand that either. Like boobs, like I didn't understand. I think it's supposed to say boobs. that he's lonesome and that he's that he's you. This booty call is you, but you guys aren't getting back together, and so he, you've sabotaged his chances with this woman. And now he is just back on his couch alone <laughs> trying to look for boobs on TV. But my brain went like, dude, you just had sex twice with Jordan, who's such a babe. And you're like, now you're on your couch looking for boobs on TV? That makes no sense. Yeah. Unless you that have Donald's no libido, it makes no sense. Well, even with my libido, after three times, <laughs> I'm, I'm good for a while, dude. I, at, least, at least for an a hour. Of, yeah, an at hour. Least for a few hours. <laughs> Hold on. Charlotte, you're being... Char? Charlotte's being a little loud outside oh, of my office. Oh. Charlotte can make a cameo if she wants hey, to. Hey, Char! Bart! Come here. We'll give her a chance to plug her, her music. Yeah. yeah. Come say hi to Zach's podcast, to Zach and Donald. 
Are you guys on it right now? Yes, we're on it. Yeah. I look like yeah, a booty hole. We're on right now. Booty hole. Hey! What's up, booty hole? There's no <laughs> there's no video, Charlotte, so you can look all the booty hole you want. Oh, incredible. Can you guys hear me properly? We can hear Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know I follow you on Instagram and I love your music. Thanks, Donald. I follow you too. Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte, like millions of people listen to this. So you have to tell them where to find your music. <laughs> um, look up Charlotte Lawrence, guys, and, and have fun with it. Charlotte Lawrence on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, everywhere. We knew this 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 girl when she was a baby. I would be on scrub sets when I was little. I wait, do you know what people might not know? That's a what? little fun fact. Yeah, I see one fun fact. At, at the end of every Scrubs episode, when it says doozer, when it's like the end credits, you hear bye bye. And it's me from when I was two years old on wow. set. Uh huh. That Take I remember. Take that dad- Scrub Wiki. Take <laughs> that Scrubs Wiki. Yeah, Scrubs Wiki. You didn't know that. <laughs> um, and Charlotte, didn't you do a cameo when you were like a little bit, uh, when you were a little bit older, like as a little girl? Didn't you dance? Yeah, I just posted it for mom's birthday. It was like uh, Jordan had a flashback and she imagined she had her own talk show. And then she was talking to some girl and was like, you're boring as hell. Just watch me dance with a little girl who looks just like me instead. (laughs) So I came on and I remember I got to skip school for it even. I was like the happiest I've ever been because my school had like really serious uniforms that you had to follow. And I showed up to school like in makeup and hair and a full outfit. I was like, yeah, guys, I was working. I was acting. Don't Charlotte, that me. was probably the beginning of you <laughs> wanting to go into being a performer. Like it was. It oh, was... definitely. It, it, I was too happy being in front of the camera dancing. I was like, please yeah. just keep filming me. I never want yeah. to stop. You guys were doing the running man. Yeah. <laughs> the it was so fun. Man. No, yeah. but it was so funny. My mom was like, okay, like I brought your uniforms. You can change in the car when you went back to school. I was like, no, no, no. I'm acting, I'm an actor, and everyone needs to know that I'm an actor now. Right on, right on. <laughs> well, we miss you. We love, uh, we miss your whole family, Donald and I. We wish we could uh, come over and hang I out I miss with you guys. guys so much, my uncles, my my family. I was so sad when Easter came along because we always have the most fun the, I, at the Easter We talked party. about it on the podcast. Right, now I we talked that about party. the party. It's the party of the year. Party the of the year. Fun. And bunnies. Uh. And bunnies. And bunnies and goats. <laughs> In my mind, the bunnies are always at your house, uh, Charlotte. <laughs> They're just yes. underneath the house. We let them out only in Easter. Um, all right, darling, put your mom back on so we can close okay. this show up. I love you guys. Thanks for letting me interrupt. We love you. I love you guys. Bye. I love you, Mama. I love you. You have Winnie beneath you. We take the doggies out. And, and, and Krista Hi. is such an amazing momager. I want everyone to know that she's wearing a Charlotte Lawrence hoodie. Yes, of course. Represent, represent. Krista, this was so fun. We went, I think, the longest we've ever gone. Ever. And, um, but the fans seem to love that. And, um, and thank you for coming on. Um, you I, have more stu- I have more stuff to ask you, but I'll wait until the yeah. season finale. I, I worry that Bill is going to just hog all her airtime. So, Krista, make sure that you <laughs> lay down the rules. That there's room for you to speak. I will. I will tell you that he said uh, before I came up, he goes, make sure to tell them that 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 outfit, you know, like men's pants and a tank top is my favorite sexiest outfit. And I was like, I will. And he goes, well, I'm also telling you, do you remember, you know, that <laughs> men's pants and a tank top? I'm like, no, I got it. We're in quarantine. I'm in sweatpants. But, and I'm, like, I'm wearing cool my daughter's it. hoodie. Yeah, cool it. That's funny. So we know that a little trivia about Bill. He likes a, uh, a white tank top on his on his on his gals. Yes, that's what he likes. All right. 
Um, thank you guys for listening. Krista, get ready because you're going to five, six, seven, eight us in. Uh, if you have questions, go to scrubsiheart at Gmail. Tell us uh, on Instagram uh, anything you want to tell us. Uh, that's the last thing Donald and I, I think, are still reading these days. We really appreciate y'all listening. Tell your friends because uh, this thing is blowing up and we want everyone to know about it. We're having so much fun. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, haters going to hate. And we understand that. Yeah. So, and Don, if, you're, if you're the person telling Donald to stop doing his Oprah voice, you really are getting to him. And so stop trolling his ass because we love it when he does his Oprah voice. He's not getting to me. Okay. Or she's not getting to me. Okay. We love it. All right, Krista, count us into our theme song. It's time to sing. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's a story. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.